Good morning. It's Wednesday, April the 15th. We're reading through the Bible. Our Old Testament reading today is in 1 Samuel chapters 17 and 18, the story of David and Goliath in chapter 17, one of the most memorable stories uh, that we can read in the text of Scripture. Everyone knows this story. The underdog defeats this Philistine giant, and he is stirred by the zeal that he has for God's honor. And note that carefully as you read through this story afresh today. Take your time reading through it and look at how Goliath is defying the armies of Israel and the Lord really is being mocked by him and David can't take it. His older brothers think he's just a nuisance, just trying to stick his nose where it doesn't belong. But uh, he's stirred up by the Lord in all of this. Matter of fact, we think of even the good moments in Saul's life. It says the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he was stirred to anger in a, in a situation that was not right. That sense of injustice and he was indignant. And so it is here that David is indignant and he rushes into this battle uh, after all the drama in setting this up and talking with Saul uh, and the, the armor and you learn all of those details afresh as you read through this today. But ultimately you see someone who is not fearful because he sees God's honor at stake and he's willing to do whatever it takes. David defeats Goliath. Jonathan's heart is knit to David. They become friends. They covenant together as friends. And then as we read in the next chapter, jealousy just erupts in Saul's heart. And he's jealous because, look carefully at what it says, because the Lord was with him. And of course, Saul knew as he walked away from the Lord, the Lord was not with him. And he sees the man that the Lord is with. And that makes him jealous, which is an interesting principle just to note in the Bible in general. Those that are have the good hand of God upon them often become the object of scorn and ridicule and uh, an object of hostility for people uh, where the Lord is not blessing them, where they're running and rebelling against God. So interesting text as you see the victory of David and the jealousy of Saul start to ramp up in chapter 18. Our New Testament reading today is found in Luke chapter 15, and this is very, very familiar passage as well. Uh, this is the passage of the lost sheep and the lost coin. But what I want you to catch, because it'll carry into tomorrow's reading as well, is the point of this, the reason for these three parables, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and tomorrow the lost son. We call them the prodigal son sometimes, but it's all about the Pharisees that are grumbling because Jesus is there witnessing to and calling sinners to repentance. And to do that, he's making connections with them, like dining with them, and the Pharisees are grumbling about that. They don't like that. But Jesus' heart and his zeal for the Lord, much like David in the Old Testament, to see sinners come to repentance drives him into the evangelistic fray and the Pharisees don't like it. And the whole point of the lost coin and the lost sheep is that there should be rejoicing when something that is lost is found, which is what evangelism is all about, is seeing people that are at hostility with God come into reconciliation and unity with God in Christ. And that is something that should fuel us. As Jesus says in John 4, it ought to be the food that uh, sustains us. We want to eat more of that food. It's a satisfying thing to see our lives being used to win other people to Christ. So great reading today, very familiar passages, but good to read them through afresh. Our one another for today is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. And if you were very careful about looking up yesterday's one another, you saw there was more to that passage. And I held off on the rest of that verse there in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, because I want to focus on this one another in Ephesians 5, and it has to do with music. It says, we are to address one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. Now, this may sound like, well, how in the world am I supposed to engage in this? Well, I hope every time that you sing in church, which we're not doing a lot of right now in this 
time of being sequestered. Uh, we find the biblical precedent right here for singing together and even having lyrics that are not directed directly to the Lord. We sing sometimes in directing our voices. It may be together in worship in the congregation, but the words on the screen and the words coming out of our mouth are really addressing each other about moving forward in the Lord, about being spurred on to love and good deeds. So this is a precedent for congregational singing. It's a precedent for songs that are directed to each other. And the whole point of this ultimately is making sure that we're not just uttering words in music because we like music, but it says making sure that we do this in our hearts, making melody to the Lord in our hearts, with our hearts, sincerely down to the depths of who we are. And, uh, you know, you may not be a great musician, but I'm sure if you are a parent or you become a parent or you have been a parent or you're a grandparent and you sing to your children, uh, it's a great way for us to teach biblical truths in every ministry in our church that is involving children. There's always music involved. And that's a very uh, applicable uh, way that we take this passage and put it into practice to sing and make sure that we're singing to especially to our children in a way that exhorts them uh, to love the Lord, to know the Lord, to know God's word. So today, if you can, in one way or another, be sure that you're addressing one another uh, with songs and music. That's a very biblical and godly thing that you can engage in today. Tomorrow, more on our daily Bible reading, and I hope that you get into the Bible now and have a great time reading God's word.